You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, sensible flames takes for the second half of the season. Sensible. Keyword, sensible. At 8.30, we're going to revisit our sensible Flames takes from early on in the season. And uh, apparently they're not the best. But some still have time to to mature and grow into a good take. Breathe. You water it. <laughs> you play it music. You show uh, it some love. Yep. Don't overwater it. Nope. Don't do that. Nope. Um, the solution snake, the cobra. I'm a snake. Visual <laughs> <laughs> flames analyst. <laughs> Mr. Brent Cron is in studio, brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. And anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. How long have you been waiting to drop that uh, drop there, GVP? I've had that one for a while. Oh, yeah, one that one holstered, and today was the day? I don't know. I just thought I'd use it. Okay. Switch it up a little bit. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Caught me a little off guard. Um, Mr. Brent Cron in studio, Big Show Flames in. It was lots to discuss with you, um, but you were in a hockey tournament this weekend. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, my lock was right. Your lock of the day? Lock of the day, we were over for. Oh, boy. Unfortunately. Was there, like, any blowout losses? Or? Yeah. Oh, Two okay. of them. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 that's fun. Yeah, you know what? Um, it was a good time. First game, we were coaching against... Uh, we were playing, I guess, you know, it's not all about me, I guess. We were playing against the, the Wolverines in South Calgary. Dwayne, mm. Dwayne Sutter was the assistant coach over there. Oh. Got out coached badly, really badly, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Just bench management? Poor, very poor bench. I wasn't paying attention. The referee, <laughs> I was chatting with the referee a handful of times. You know, he was he missed a few offsides. There's no, there's no review, right? right? Really? We're at each other over the glass from the benches. Just, you know, but uh, we lost the first one, 3-1. Mm, because and, of the, the missed offside calls, oh, a bunch of them, yeah. You know, okay. when we were up one nothing going to the third, we were we were nervous. We we have we don't we don't play with the lead very much, and when yeah. we had it, we kind of choked that one away. Okay, um, didn't play a full forty five minute effort because there's three fifteen minute periods, so <laughs> with no uh, no flooding in between, games go over pretty quick, about a minute and fi- or hour and fifteen or so. Okay, tight yeah. forty five. Yeah, we'll and then uh, it got smoked by Fort Saskatchewan. Won't say the score. We got uh, the wheels beaten off of us pretty good. <laughs> Fort Saskatchewan. Yeah. You know where that okay. is? East no. Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, okay. West Lloydminster. All right. Yeah. Trying to think of a lot of oil map. refineries and whatnot there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then uh, played another team. That was a good game, close game, but uh, towards the end, you know, got a couple. They potted a couple, lost that one, and then lost on Sunday in the C final out of six teams. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And then drove that treacherous drive. Back in the snowstorm. Oh, no, yeah. Bad weekend nasty. to be out there, hey? Well, it was not bad until we decided to drive home. Yeah. yeah. And there, yeah. So, well, at least you had a lot of fun with all the parents this weekend. It was great. A lot it, of camaraderie. Yes. You know, got to know people a little bit more, mm, right? Because, you know, nice. you, you get, you know, you just kind of stand off to the corner sometimes and you're forced to hang out. We had a team party Friday night, little poker match. Oh. And I darted out early. Mm, yeah. Good for you. Did uh, do any of the parents listen to the show and they know about you? Uh, a little bit, I would imagine. I've had a few bring it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. So uh, they started poker, and and after my night of winning the night before, yeah, where you're the Phil Hellmuth. 
Exactly. Just stacks and stacks of Jack. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Bullying people. So yep. much Jack. And then when it was actually came to real money, I said, you know what? Forget this. I, uh, I got my, I got what I needed Thursday night. I don't need it Friday. <laughs> so I watched a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. Okay. I'm going upstairs. All I'm right. out of here. Peace. All right. Dope. Yeah. Take a lap. I'm out of here. Uh, See ya. Then the pool closed and the pool had a water slide. Did you go on it? No, because there's 9 million children in there. The water was cloudy by the time you would uh, actually have a look yeah. at it. Like there's like 19 hockey teams in there, right? And it's just, they were just jammed in there like sardines, or like mm. a can of tuna. Gross. Yeah. Like my, I have many, um, I don't have that many, but there's one, you know, maybe interview Tiger Woods one day. Maybe have Tom Brady on the show. There's mm. like, there's these milestones you want in your broadcasting sure. career to hang your hat on. Yeah. I think right up there on that list is talk to Brent Cron while he's on a water slide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get that for you. Yeah. Don't you worry. That one's I great. think that's probably more attainable than the first two I just mentioned. Absolutely. Yeah. By far. Maybe one day. Yeah. But I would love to hear you going down a water slide while we're doing an interview while you're on the water slide. Yeah. You know, I don't make any sounds. I just go. I, I you buckle. go, we? Yeah. No, I don't say we. Okay. Shoulder blades and heels. Engage the core. Yep. Tighten the core. Yep. And then realize that the water slide may be longer than you think it is. And you get like the tribute. The, the, the water explodes when I hit it, just so you know. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. You're large mass, so. And I push water's the little kids gotta, out of the way, Water's got to go somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, the, you know, these eight, nine, ten-year-olds that mm-hmm. have all the confidence in the world that oh. think they're just really excited. They're going down to water. So I'm like, beat it, whatever yeah. your name is. Does, uh, does your the, toast. Does the uh, teenager who's a lifeguard look at you and go, because yeah. you're an adult? He, he, he gives me the old horse eye, but he, can, he knows he can't do anything about it, right? right? He just gets completely, you know, calls his mom and says, hey, can you come pick me up? Yeah. This because, old man. Because you could just pick him up and powerbomb him yeah, if you wanted that's to. that's exactly right, off the top rope. If he, yep. if he dared yep. to come up top to take me out of the water slide, mm-hmm. I'd take him and I'd throw him over the railing into the deep end. Yeah, buddy okay. could barely save you, let alone stop you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd yeah. throw me one of those flotation devices, yeah. right? Yeah, Here, just take yeah, that. Figure out that yeah. sucker. Come on, yeah. big boy. Get out um, of there. Second half of the season starts tomorrow for the Calgary Flames. Yes. Going to be interesting uh, because all of a sudden the team's number one center is gone. But we got some good news yesterday. Kevin Rooney up. Kolsch went up. And the guy I'm really looking forward to watching for the first time this season, Jacob Peltier. What are you expecting out of him tomorrow night? I think you know those, those first games back from injury, I mean, this year was his opportunity too, right? Coming into this training camp, there was a, a, a trajectory for him where he was going to go, where he was going to play. He, you could tell even listening to him in his, you know, in the media scrums, how confident he was. Uh, the season before didn't get to get didn't get into the action very much, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of promise, a lot of potential, a lot of excitement for for Pelche. And then obviously he gets injured and out for a significant amount of time too, which is really hard. Um, but with him coming back into the lineup. He, I think this first game for him will be fantastic. I really do. A lot I think of adrenaline. A lot of adrenaline. He'll be happy he's back, contributing. You played, what, four games down for the Wranglers? Yep. Three or four? Yeah. And, you know, just to even get, you know, those games on your belt, get your feet moving. Scored. There you go. Got mm-hmm. the monkey off his back. Yep. Just like that. Just like I think, that. I think, honestly, I think he will be great. I think I'm, I'm expecting big things from him. He's obviously starting on the fourth line, I would imagine. Maybe. Who knows? Um, maybe. I don't him know. in a little bit. Well, the thing is here, like we talked about, he played four games, but he's not necessarily going to go out there and skate 16 minutes his first game in the NHL this year, especially right. when everyone else has played a half season. Well, that and you're starting in Boston, too. 
<laughs> then that building Not is, bad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're going to get uh, run out of the building every once in a while in that barn, but clobbered. I think he'll be fine. I really do. I think he'll, uh, him and Rooney, well, especially Pelletier, though, he'll have a ton of energy for the back half of the season. That fourth line, you know, they've needed some help back there. Greer's injured. I mean, the whole team, even Kuzmenko would be in the lineup, I would imagine, tonight, and they picked up uh, P- Pachal. Pahal. Pahal. Yes. Brayden Pahal. Yes. Off waivers, too. I mean, Good this is the, boy. the new look flames. Yeah. Yeah. To, tomorrow night against the Boston Kuzmenko. Bruins. Kuzmenko. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that Candy Cane tape job on the ice. <laughs> oh, you know, man. Mark Savard's going to get his hands on that thing. <laughs> oh, but wanted to get your uh, thoughts. Where does shoulder rank on finicky hockey injuries? Because obviously the hip's the worst, probably. Knees. Like, where does, where does the shoulder rank? Oh, well, it's it's got to be up there, too. I've seen so many guys where, like, you know, you, uh, you, the listeners, can't see what I'm doing right now, but like we need cameras. In here, <laughs> but guys with that have had separated shoulders for a while, like their socket is like their shoulder drops about two or three inches too, right? And once it goes out, a little protrusion here. Once it's coming out again, more than likely. And every yep. time you go into the boards, you're like, oh no, right? It's once it happens, it's it'll happen again. And I was uh, over the weekend being in Big Valley for the hockey tournament. They still have the old glass. Where it's just basically the boards are, they're not actually cement, but they may as well be. Yeah. And they're all, you know, clipped together at the top. There's zero give. The stanchions come out two inches. You know, and i just laughing, you know, years ago, they, that's where the boards used to be. And you'd go run into those things. It's like running into a wall and your shoulder would explode and you'd come back to the bench. And yeah. You'd be done for for months. Yeah, that, that's like when you watch old highlights of like the, the <laughs> Buffalo Odd or the Boston Garden. When they had glass that wasn't clean, it was yeah. just old glass. And people were sitting there like, <laughs> yeah. now you go to the Flames game. The glass is in pristine yeah. Yeah. condition. They're yeah. cleaning it during the intermissions. Back in the day, no, it was like old glass. It had that they tire just, tracks on yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't yeah. matter. They <laughs> yeah. used, that's the glass. And the glass at the odd in the Boston Garden used to go seven rows deep when you hit it because they were so soft. <laughs> oh, I know. And they would shoot you back in almost like yeah. it would bend. And, and then... The, Springboard like a the, wrestling, yeah, like a wrestling ring. Uh, the Bell Center was the first one to get the seamless glass, yeah. and they didn't really do a good job. There was no give, so at least Habs players suffered shoulder injuries yeah. because the glass was so hard because it had no give. It's yep. like playing at MetLife, yeah, just but, like turf, a, a natural hazard of playing in a particular stadium. Hmm. Um, I y- think the Flames have an advantage. I was just going to ask, do you ever suffer any shoulder injuries as a netminder? It's mostly hips and my, knees my, for you, wouldn't it be? My joints are. Uh, Super lax is is what they are. Um, I don't know. Is that, that a medical term? It is super lax. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that lax part. I don't know. They kept saying is, lax. So just settle mean? down here. And let me tell a story. So you know, <laughs> <that mean? laughs> yeah. yeah, super lax. Okay, listen. So anyway, my kneecap would sublex on me a lot. Ooh, okay. right. Now Which that's is like a medical. Term that's I've a medical term, and that's what, what my main problem was with my knees. I go down the butterfly, pop. It would end up like almost behind my knee, and then <laughs> rope itself back in, like. We've all seen. Am I right? No, I just said oh. Superlax is a strong colon cleanser and protector. Oh, okay. Well, then. Uh, It'll help uh, you overcome the toughest problems with your bowel. A subluxation occurs when a bone guys, is partially pulled or pushed out of place. Yeah. That's exactly what that. Yeah, that's, that's what your knee was that doing. Was, it was popping what, out of place. Right. Instead of the colon cleanser, you reference Superlax. <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Okay. Just so you know, because right. I know I'm right. Okay. So I could still play. If it pop out a little bit, I could go back in, right? Almost like. Uh, Rigs and in, in, in lethal weapon. Tool for <laughs> Yeah. Where you put yeah. a shoulder back Mel in, Gibson. right? Yeah. But uh, my hips could pop Great out call. a little bit too, right? Yeah. And I remember making a glove save one time. Uh-huh. Where were you? It was in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. And uh, I did the old big windmill, the old Ranford glove save. 
The Patrick Lowry put it in was on that after. <laughs> yeah, but he had to show everybody that he didn't have it yeah. before they put it in. My I subluxed my my shoulder too. I popped it out, popped back in. And my arm went numb for about three minutes and I couldn't close my hand. But oh, I had no. to cover the puck. And I mean that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I've I've dislocated things, I've separated things. It's kind of a weird, numbing, gross feeling. Oh. Yeah. Um when do you feel those injuries? All the time or Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not fun. All right. Yeah, but I play hockey now. I mean, I, yeah, I'm okay. I manage. You know, now, I'm not when, a ba- when there's a chinook that's going to roll into Calgary, do you feel that in your body? Uh, that and the extra weight that I'm carrying. Okay. Also, that's not also helping. also oh. really helps the situation. Oh. I I feel the tad. I didn't notice. Yeah, I know you can't see it. No, you, you see me every day. You're almost, a handsome right? man. Yeah. got you. Exactly. That is Brent Cron Studley. Mm. Big Show Flames Analyst, uh, the Solution Snake, the Cobra, (laughs) brought to you by All Kind Door Services, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Because the Bruins had so many representatives at the All-Star Game, (laughs) is this an advantage for the Flames tomorrow night, (laughs) who had nobody at the All-Star Game? Oh, man. No. Okay. Harvey scored (laughs) in the mascot game. What's that? Harvey scored in the mascot game. Oh. I did like Pasternak in Boston, and Joey Votto said he was the friendliest mascot because Votto was doing a quest to take a picture with every mascot who was there. Oh. Called Gritty a not so nice. Name. Yeah, yeah. Well, but Gritty's got that. He's got that pedigree though. Gritty he doesn't, had a bad he doesn't game. have to Gritty be that had a nice. Bad it's, game. It's, it's, yeah, he was. It's also it's kind of in the name. It's kind of the point. <laughs> right? Why he's like a terrifying yeah, monster. Yeah. He constantly attacks fans in Philadelphia. Yes, yeah. the man drinks gasoline. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like home is probably an asylum or a prison. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I hear you. But that uh, little br- or shootout move by Pasternak on his teammate Swayman there. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know, and it's just little things like that. You know, like that. It's your teammate. You want to to stop him. Just hit him in the logo. Yeah. Come on. Right. Pasternak doesn't need any more scratch. Right. They're going for the the million dollars or whatever it was. More Jack. More Jack, right? Come on. Help your teammate. This is Swayman's first time there. How much of the All-Star game did you watch? A little bit. It was on the big projector in the banquet room, so I couldn't see a bunch. I did I did see Kucherov mail it in, which I thought was awesome. Yes. <laughs> and getting booed by the Leafs <laughs> And did fans. not care at all. I th- how, how, on a scale of 1 to 10, how banged up do you think he was the night before? Uh, 11? Yeah. Right? Also, I would say, like, so his first drill was the one-timer drill. And it was Sid passing to everybody, and Sid's given like these feathery dishes. And it might have just been me, but Kucherov came up, and it felt like it was just like rips into his skates <laughs> like the entire time. I was like, those don't feel like the same types of passes, no. but whatever, that's fine. Yeah. And, and I just felt like it kind of ruined his mood, but he was also probably a. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. He's such a skilled up. player. Then he comes in on the breakaway in the game and just <laughs> scores. Yeah. You know, like whatever. Yeah. You know, that, uh, that one, I couldn't really see what was going on, but that passing one. Where they had to hit those the little targets. Yeah, yeah the, the smaller one was more points, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of lost it, me. I stopped watching at that, that one, one. That one didn't. It yeah. was okay. Yeah, they're trying. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to yeah. give them credit for at least it was nobody's wearing sunglasses and a I, Miami Vice outfit trying to right. score on a retired goalie. But so I will say that uh, it feels like, it feels like they did a good job, and mm-hmm. that now that they're not going to have it next year, it feels like it's a it, it made a bit of a comeback. I do. I. You, because at least it was sort of interesting, mind you. I didn't. I, I've only watched the highlights of the three and three, and I watched a little bit of the skills. But again, it's not for me. No, it's for the kids and the sponsors. Yes, but it reminded and the me hobnobbing. That's what it is. It's for the kids. It reminded me of being a kid. I remember yeah. watching those old ones in the old, old Chicago Afraidy Stadium at the, at the yeah. Montreal Forum, winning hardest shot. Yes. Yeah. No bucket. Yeah. 
Right. Mario Lemieux undressing Mike Vernon at the All-Star game in Pittsburgh. Yes. During the Gulf War. Stuff like that. Oh, man. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Remember watching that as a kid. But uh, McCarr gets the hardest shot. I didn't Mm -hmm. see that coming. The field wasn't totally loaded. Yeah. When you only go 12 guys and they're all the most skilled, you're like, yeah, we're not really going to have a Shea Weber in here. Yeah. There isn't really a char to go tickle 105, but you get like, what, 102 and a half? Something like that? Damn hard. And uh, I was pretty happy to see uh, the goalies not get absolutely s kicked in the in the games either, because those can go pretty sideways on you pretty fast. I thought every goalie was was pretty solid. I, I watched a tad bit of the games. Bobrovsky was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Bobrovsky. <laughs> Did you Sam. hear that, Connor? Mer- Sam. I thought it was Steve. He called him. I think it was Sam because Connor McDavid. No, because he was talking about Sam Reinhart. So then he called him Sam Bobrovsky, and uh, then obviously. he corrected himself. I can't believe we missed that audio from Friday. <laughs> Sam Bobrovsky. Can we find that, GVP, please? I'll find that right now. Yeah. That's awesome. But no, yeah, I, th- we're made- I, I thought it was a success. I was kicking myself that we missed that. Like, yeah, damn it, it, that's a good piece of audio. It wasn't that good. It was, he, but it's just Connor McDavid because he's so dry. I guess. Like, he's doing his best Sam out there. <laughs> he's really doing his best. Yeah, not even oh, paying no. attention. There was an, there was a, he's the best, there was a video, He's the best. There was a video that surfaced of him doing an interview at the All-Star with a whole bunch of kids, and he was extremely engaged, and he was nice. smiling and laughing, and he was personable, and I, it made me feel weird because I actually enjoyed watching him do it. Yeah. And then you watch anything with like adults around, and you're like, oh, this this guy can't. Well, you know. and he was probably thinking, this all-star team has me, so we're probably going to win. Whoever else wants to jump on the train, they can. Right? Sam Bobrovsky, why don't you get over here? Yeah. Oh, that's not your name? I don't care. I'll yeah. call you whatever I want to yeah. call you. You're, yeah. on, you're on Team McDavid. That's You play for the front of the jersey, not the back. <laughs> Let's go. Um... I think we're going to grab Sam's teammate from Florida, Sam Bobrovsky. Or, uh, Sergey Bobrovsky. Sergey! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice save, Amber and John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice job, Sam. boys. Sergey! Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have expected that from Buble. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But he's a hardcore Canucks fan, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, He loves his Canucks. He does. All right, straight ahead. And his psilocybin. Um, yeah. Sensible flames takes. All right. Are you ready for some sensible yeah, flame stakes I am. for the second half I got of the season? Two. Well, that's what we want from you. Two yeah. sensible flame stakes. All right, I got it. Uh, we'll do mm. that straight ahead. If you have a couple of them, 960, 960, name and location. We're going to go around the room. All of us are going to give two sensible flame stakes. And at 830, we're going to revisit the ones we did way back when in October before the season. And Charles Davis at the top of the hour. Preview Super Bowl 58 Love from it. Las Vegas. It's all straight ahead. That's Mr. Brent Cron, Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of All Kind Door Services. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the top of the hour, Mr. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS analyst. Tee up Super Bowl 58. This is the last time we'll talk to Charles before the big game, the big game, which you'll hear a lot of commercials this week about the big game. I voiced one. Oh, wow. Yeah. You love doing that. The big game. Um, also, at 8.30, we're going to revisit our sensible flames takes that we had in October so we can laugh at one another because that's what we said. Hey, we'll revisit these at like the All-Star break, and we'll see how far off we are. But right now, with our big show flames analyst, the solution snake, the Cobra. <laughs> I'm a snake. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brent Cron, courtesy of All Kind Door Services, sensible flames takes. 
part two for the second half of the season. We're going to go around the room, all five of us. There's five of us here. We're all going to have a sensible flames take. Are you ready? I'm ready. As ready uh, as I can be. I'm going to give you mine first, and then we'll go around the room. Okay. And I can't say that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm doing the same ones. <laughs> well, you can, but <laughs> here's my sensible flame stake. We're going to each give two. All right. My first sensible flame stake is we kind of talked about it before you jumped in studio. Chris Tanev will be traded for at least a second round pick at the deadline. Chris Tanev. Hmm will be traded for at least a second-round pick at the deadline. Hmm. Here's why. A lot of teams are super horny for Chris Tanev. Yes, they are. So I'm thinking, hey, with the amount of demand that's out there for Chris Tanev. Proven horniness for for Tanev. Super horny for Chris Tanev. (laughs) He will fetch at least a second-round pick. Guaranteed. I'm sure the bosses don't love when I say that. I, <laughs> I love that word. I don't care. It's the best one of the it's, best again, words to describe excitement. Yeah, again, yes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, all of us have been super horny. Yeah. Unless you're asexual. Yeah. But anyway. anyway, super horny. Yes. For Chris Tanev. At least a second round pick. That's sensible take number one. GVP is documenting wow. all of these right now. Incredible. That's a sensible take. Yeah. Fairly sensible. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. Doesn't have to be red hot. Okay. Doesn't have to be outlandish. Uh-huh. Doesn't have to be crazy. Sure. Sensible. Uh-huh. Sensible take number two. I'm reaching a little bit on this one, but I feel good about this one. Okay. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my soul. I feel it in my plums. Yeah. <laughs> deep, deep, deep in my plums. Deep. Jonathan Ubardo <laughs> will assist on at least five Andre Kuzmenko goals this the rest of the season. Jonathan Huberto will assist either a primary or secondary assist on five Kuzmenko goals hmm. the back end of the season. Your thoughts, gentlemen? I, I don't think that's hard to achieve. No, that's pretty average. Yeah. Is that a sensible take? That's uh, Yeah, that's uh, below sensible, I believe. That's, that's I think a slam, that's sensible. It's a slam well, we dunk. don't know if he's playing with them. Oh, I assume or on how the power play that there's going to be a, a sure. opportunity. And... But at least five assists hmm. that Jonathan Ubardo okay. will assist on Andre Kuzmenko's goal. Hmm, that's five. That's fine and sensible, sure. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Uh, GVP, um, is that a sensible take? I think that's sensible, yeah. I just kind of wanted you to incorporate the buzzer we use for Flames Grill, <laughs> if it was sensible or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that buzzer. Yeah. Or a ding, a nice ding. Mm-hmm. For those two takes. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's like, yeah, right. sunrise or sunset. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matty Rose. Yeah. What are your two sensible flames oh. takes okay. for the rest of the well, season? Well, uh, I'm going to start with Mackenzie Uyghur. I'm going to say he finishes top 10 in defenseman goals. Currently tied for second. He's got 12. It's a four-way tie. But there's a lot of guys around him that I think could sneak up and pass him. Bouchard's right there. Doughty's right there. Uh, Yossi, Hedman. Etc. Etc. So I could see him hanging around the top ten. I'm going to say Mackenzie Weger finishes top ten for goals scored by defensemen. Okay. Twelve is already a really good number to be at through the first half of the year. I think that's a very sensible take. It's a very sensible. Is that take. a ding or a buzzer? Okay. Oh wow, a ding! Wow, right. lucky me. Uh, my other sensible Flames take is Jacob Markstrom will finish the season as a member of the Calgary Flames. Oh, okay. Too hard to deal them in season. Uh, I think other teams will try calling, but mm. I don't know if this is something that's going to get itself over the finish line. By the time that the trade deadline rolls around to March the 8th, perhaps they take a closer look in the offseason, but I'm going to say Jacob Markstrom finishes the season as a member of the Calgary Flames. And this is something we talked about um, during the Lindholm deal, and I think, I believe, that there is a better than 50% chance he won't finish mm. as a member of the Calgary Do you Flames. have it on good authority? No, I don't. Here's why. <laughs> 
Here's here's my cite your sources. Why. Tell us their names. Here's why, because they have that spot where they can retain money. Yep. Because they didn't retain anything in the Lindholm deal, which is something we're not talking enough about. But it's 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 true, and I think maybe that's a spot that you can use in a potential Jacob Markstrom deal. Because if the quote price is right, I don't think. Craig Conroy will have a choice but to trade his number one goaltender who might wave to say, hey, I know what we're doing here in Calgary. Let's just be realistic. It's a business. We're a team that's rebuilding, retooling, however you want to spin it. I want to potentially go win a championship. So I say that there's a chance, but that is a very sensible take. Patty Dumont, do you have a very couple sensitive Sensitive. Sensitive. Sensible. (laughs) It's Monday. Sultry. Oh, by the way, the Jacob Markstrom, dinger, buzzer. Okay. There you go. Be uh, a sensible and he, a sensitive flame if you want. He's going to be the newest flame uh, when he suits up tomorrow. Uh, he's at eight goals right now, but I think a, a new a new sense of life in the <laughs> NHL for Andre Kuzmenko. He's going to get to twenty goals this year. Ooh, there you go. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Means he needs twelve over his last thirty well, some games here. Okay. Achievable. That yeah. is achievable, and I yeah. think it's 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 borderline. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be close. You, you are you are you're not Icarus. You're not too close to no. the sun, but you are definitely you're definitely that's very sensible. GVP. Yeah. Okay. Oh you're, wow. Your All winged right. ankles are yeah. burning. And uh, your second sensible uh, second, uh, Noah Hannafin will be traded for more than what Lindholm got. Whoa. Okay, that one's got a little okay. spice to it, Ooh. if I'm being honest. A little sizzle. I didn't expect a kick at the end of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, really that's sits sensible. It yeah. sits on the palate Ooh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know what you mean by more, if that means a better prospect comparable than Yerni, Yoni Yermo. <laughs> yep. That might make it a little bit better. Or Hunter Brustevich. Brustevich is probably a comparable prospect to what you get in Hannafin. Maybe something up Brustevich and another Brustevich. Maybe a... A little okay. lower below the top tier I, I prospect. I gotta say, you're the one who's really skating the line right yeah, now of sensible takes. Wow, teetering. Noah Hannafin getting more than Elias Lindholm, uh, GVP. Oh, wow. There he is. Bingo. He's in a frisky mood back there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's fired him out. Mood. He loves that game. <laughs> he's in a giving mood. Uh, Mr. Brent Crom, Big Show Flames Analyst, of Solution Snake, the Cobra. Courtesy With of all the door services. Exit of Lindholm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the addition of Kuzmenko. Yeah. The. Flames' power play has been dismal this season uh-huh. at a staggering 29th overall in the league. That's good. I think with the addition... now, actually. 20, ooh, wow. It's been better. Better, yeah. It's climbing the ranks. <laughs> or somebody got worse. Someone got worse somebody while the Flames were off. All right. I think they're going to get to top 20 with Kuzmenko. Whoa! That's a sizable jump! Oh, wow. <laughs> it's only because I called you out. Too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Too much sizzle on that too one. Too much sizzle. <laughs> okay, what are they at right now? So right 13.8. now the Flames power play is thirteen point eight percent. To get top twenty, it would have to jump up five percent. Okay. You know what that is, Kron? It's like you ordered a, a a skillet of fajitas, and they said, "Don't touch it; it's still yeah, hot." And you you're like, "Screw it. it! I touched it." That cast iron pot where you just put yeah. your hand on a right. chili. You're like, "Please, yeah, it, don't touch the pot." And, no, the, don't ah! and the servers walking, yeah. and it's just smoking all over them, yeah. walking yeah. your table, and they know that you're going to touch Listen, it. I like, like fajitas, yeah. but it's just too much damn work. Yes, I got to put it all together myself. Yes, got to put it there. It's put messy. all the things. It's, it's too much. It crackles. Hmm. It's it. it it's delicious. It, it is. You. Yeah, it, it does. Is it really does good. spit at you. It it's like a little. Yeah, it is really good, but it's just too much damn work. See, yeah, I like being able to customize each taco a little bit separately. As I go, 
belongs. So I kind of like being able to do the work. Or when you order a specific meal from the Red Lobster and they send and they give you a toolkit of things to use <laughs> yeah. to eat with. Yes. Why do I need a toolkit <laughs> to eat all these things? Exactly. Right? It's too much work. It is. I'm the guy who orders chicken at Red Lobster. Yes. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. What kind of birds have gone back there? <laughs> yeah. oh, hey, we got the shrimp special. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go chicken. Yeah. Give me yeah. the birds. Give me the pelican. I'll take the fettuccine. And then, oh, great. Here's your toolkit to eat your food. <laughs> Crack 900 shells open. All yes. Right. Sensible take number two number for you. Number two. The Flames are going to get off this uh, three-goalie carousel here. <gasps> With a Dan Vladar being dealt within by the trade deadline. Whoa, whoa! GVP is that sensible or hot? <laughs> oh, a <laughs> little, little too spicy. Back to back. <laughs> whoa! A double slap, a forehand slap, and a backhand yeah. slap. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even mix in a compliment. No. Wow! He's just shaking his head back there. He's like, yeah. "Get this man out of the studio." Yeah. He's a sensible take. Again, <laughs> again he. Dan Vladar being traded. I don't think that's that. And I don't, I don't think, think crazy. that's crazy. And obviously opens a door for Dustin Wolf to finally be the backup on this team, which a lot of people are asking for because he's arguably the Flames' number one prospect. Yeah. And um, Vladar has been a very good soldier for the Calgary Flames. He has. Is it time for him to take the reins and help out a team potentially or be a solid backup? Because I'm sure there's teams like the Leafs who could use a Dan Vladar as a yeah. backup. Stability. Instead of this uh, pretending like Pretending like Joe Wall is some sort of George <laughs> Vesna reincarnate coming yeah. in to save them. Joe, Joe Wall. It's yeah. like, oh, Joey. Wait till Wall comes Joey back. Joey Wall. Like, you know that's Joseph Wall, right? <laughs> but again, Vladar could help a lot of teams because he's a very good serviceable backup. Yes, he is. I don't know if he's whole much different than Joe Wall, for being honest. I know there's a little bit more pedigree there, but Dan Vladar hasn't played 100 games in the NHL. Mm. And frankly, his numbers are not good this year. He hasn't necessarily been very good this year. He wasn't very good last year either. Like that, I don't. No, I don't was, know if they're getting anything for him because, as much as people need goalies, I don't know if anyone's going to give up anything for Dan Vladar. Yeah, yeah. Brent Cron, is you're raising your hand. <laughs> yes, Mister Cron. Backup goalies, their numbers. The only numbers that matter are wins and losses. And I know he's hovering around mm-hmm. 500, right? Mm-hmm. Over the top. Yeah, I will elbow smash your face from the top rope every time you say numbers. Okay. Not numbers. Just watching him play this oh, year. I know. I well, agree. Last year, he I agree. Like, uh, I agree. He, he was the really numbers good. are re- relevant to how he's played this year. Well, Vladar was really good until Daryl gave him kind of like that pseudo. Hey, he wasn't take even the job really good. He, well, was he was good. Fine. Well, because Markstrom was so bad, and it's like here, do it. I don't know. I just he hasn't. Been I feel. The same I feel since like twenty one. I feel like 22. if anybody wanted Dan Vladar, they would have had him. That's a good point That's too. A very fair point. Like is that if anybody else wants him, then why isn't he gone? He hasn't put together a shutout in two seasons. Yeah. Like, shutout, like, I mean, shutouts are rare nowadays, but like, he had two shutouts in 2022. He was 13, 6, he, and 2. Like, he, he, his, here's his what I'll say. Like, there, I still think there is potential there. When you watch that game mm-hmm. against the Oilers on that Saturday night, he was really good in that game. And that's to me because, and, and to your point of not playing 100 games in the NHL yet, I still think there is room for him to be a better goaltender because he shows flashes. Mm. Of it, that's all I'm saying. I'm in your camp about Vladar too. I'm just saying the backup comment, like the the, the numbers for backups. Yeah, I, right? yeah that, that's where fair. I was going with that. And a lot of teams, like you, you will see it. 
the goalie's a little bit different, and the team just looks completely different. Oh, yeah. Like, we've seen it with the Flames, going back to how they've played with, you know, even Vladar in front of them, right? But And you go further back, remember the Flames when Kippersoff was in the net and how many goalies they went through? Oh, was poor Noodles out there just Boucher, doing his best. Foscola, Makalini, yeah. Keatley. Yeah, and it uh, was just a, a nice Sunday skate for the boys out front <laughs> because, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Not really have much like, of a yes. chance. So I think I think it's a sensible take on my end, GVP. You can settle down with that <laughs> buzzer back there. Rip it out of your hands when, when I leave. Uh, GVP now. Oh, oh, there it is. I can see. Buzz him again. <laughs> <laughs> um, GVP, you, uh, you, you're the king of the buzzer. You've been judging a lot of these takes. Give us your two sensible Flames takes. Yeah. Ah. Think about it. Be very careful. Kron <laughs> <laughs> can control the buzzer here, whether or not. Uh, I think Jonathan Huberto, he had a good month of January. I think he's going to have a much better second half of the season here. I think he's going to beat his point total from last season Whoa. of 55. What does he need to do? What does he need to do? He's got six goals and 20 assists right now for 26 points. He needs 30 30 points points. the rest of the way? Yeah. He needs to be a point-per-game guy, essentially. Uh, What would you grade that take, Mr. (laughs) Crawford? Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. I think that's a very optimistic, sensible (laughs) Flames take. Okay. Sensitive take. Yep. Uh, Matt Coronado, I think he's going to get a bit more opportunity here the rest of the way out with the Flames trying to get more uh, youth into the lineup and whatnot. I think he finishes the season with more than two goals. Okay. Cron likes that. Ding. Yeah. Ding. Uh, more than two goals. Okay. Well, he has one. <laughs> yeah. yeah let's, so. Got to pick it up. Can the guy tie shoes in the morning? Ding. <laughs> he gets another point. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he'd have to play on the NHL roster. He'd have to get recalled. I don't think he's too far away, especially if you subtract anybody else from the roster. Right. But then again, who else are you taking from the forward groups out of this out of this team as we get further down the way now that Lindholm's gone? Schwind. Yeah, it's not like... Well, okay, but once again, Schwind plays fourth line well, center. Guess, yeah, That's Coronado not what Matt need, Coronado yeah, does. Yeah, so who's coming out of the top nine? It's a spicy meatball. Good especially question. because you have to find a spot for Peltier at some point. So I think that is kind of reasonable. That's all I'm saying. The guy could go down. He could just stay in the AHL all year. I'm, I assume he's going to get called up and have another couple of opportunities. And one of the big things the Flames will try and do is make sure that you have a much better kind of path for him. But the other thing, too, is that when we've seen with the NHL level, we've said eh, there's a little bit more seasoning that could be done there. Could be a little bit more work. Could be a little bit more strength on the frame. That That's not going to happen over two weeks in the AHL by any stretch. It's going to happen by a nice hard summer of offseason work. But I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at. If you're going to have him up in the Yeah, he's not club, coming in on the fourth line. Yeah, don't put him on the fourth line. Don't put him in the press box. So that's that's my question. Like, granted, someone could get hurt tomorrow, and all of a sudden the, the path there is obvious, but Pospisil's coming back tomorrow too. Right. So as much as, yeah, it's easy to say, hey, the team's going to be bad, and they call him up and let everybody play everybody once they trade him. Yeah. They're not – I don't necessarily see another forward that they're going to – Bump necessarily trade or yeah bump out for Coronado and it, we also had the conversation with him when it comes to Coronado is maybe it isn't the worst thing in the world because he he still needs to to get that strength yeah up skating needs to be a little better it's at the marinate. NHL level and which is fine there's Agreed. there's nothing wrong with guys learning how to play professional hockey in the American Hockey League having a lot of success like, it's not getting the, his confidence up too it's not the worst if he if he finishes the year there I don't think no. 
It's not. Well, especially if they end up on a little playoff run here. That's what I mean. Bit like of a he, slide for the group lately, but they're going to be a playoff team. He's going to help them, and we all know about winning. Doesn't matter NHL, AHL, ECHL, Fed playoffs. That helps the guys. It does tons for your confed- your confidence going forward. So, I'm like, I'm not going to say, hey, I'm not beating the drum for Coronado to get recalled. Have them down there for the rest of the year. So what? They've fallen down to third in their division. Right, they got to get going. Six points back of both Tucson and Coachella Valley. But, yeah, they'll be a playoff team. They're not going to be the same wagon team that they were entering the playoffs last year, but that's fine. Uh, we will revisit these takes at the end of the season. I like that. So uh, GVP has everything documented. We will replay this audio uh, when the flame season is done. So just to recap, mine is Chris Tanev. We traded for at least a second-round pick. And Jonathan Nubardo will assist on at least five Andre Kuzmenko goals for the rest of the season, primary or secondary. doesn't matter as long as they're an apple attached. <laughs> Maddie, what's your sensible takes? Uh, Uyghur top 10 in goals by the end of the season. Markstrom finishes the year with the team. Okay. Mine is the Flames power play. We'll get to top 20. Buzzer. <laughs> hey, your second and, one? Vla- and Vladar is going to be traded by the deadline. Okay. <laughs> Hate this place. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Patrick? Uh, Kuzmenko gets to 20 goals. Ooh. And uh, Hannafin gets traded, and it's uh, for more than what Lindholm got. Wow. Okay. And GVP? Uh, Huberto gets 56 points. Buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coronado finishes the year with more than two goals. Okay, I like it. He almost didn't buzz himself, didn't he? <laughs> he was like, mm, like you know what? I'm kind of in control here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, business we got decision. Five minutes to go here, and uh, this is kind of piggybacking on your sensible take, um, Patrick. No Hannafin. We know that there's talks. We've had Eric Francis on the show. They were close. They're talking in an extension. Where is he going to go here? Could this be the case where maybe, uh, as Maddie likes to say, the grass maybe isn't greener for Noah Hannafin because maybe he can make the most cheddar here and get that extra year on his deal if he does sign an extension with the Flames? Like, which way are you leaning whether or not this guy is gone by the deadline? 60-40, 70-30, 50-50? I think I'm 50-50. I think there's an opportunity where he might actually get re-signed and stay here long term. Where are you guys at? I'm I'm a head case on this one. You know, I, I'm 50-50 myself. I thought it was there wasn't going to be a chance of it at the start of the season. Then I got a glimmer of hope. And they said that contract talks had restarted. And then they put contract talks on hold. And now they're supposedly talking again or whatnot. Um, for him, I don't think the grass is greener on the other side. I don't, I don't think he's going to be where he wants without the Flames. Flames are going to give him everything he needs. But I don't know... I'm 50-50. I can't, I can't comment. I don't know. I'm 70-30. He's gone, if not more. Um, like we talked about, you know, there was that stretch where it was like, oh, he might sign. They're getting close. And then they lost six straight. And it was like, whoa, mm. hold on. Maybe I don't want to be a part of this. And now, you know, Elliot and a lot of the insiders talking about, you know, the message from the Flames was something along the lines of, hey, take the all-star break. We would like a decision made by the time you come back. And you look at the recent schedule. They lost four of their last five going into the break. They beat the Blackhawks one nothing in their final game before the break. He's always talked about wanting to go play in the U.S. If they trade him now, he can still get the eighth year from whatever team he goes to. So he that 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 bonus does not necessarily only exist here as a member of the Calgary Flames. I think he's gone. I think he's going to come back and tell them 
This has been great. This has been fun. I've enjoyed my time here. I've enjoyed everything that you've supported me with. I want to go home. I want to go to the U.S. It's time to trade me. I'd like to go to a contender. It's over. Put my name on the market. Let's crumple up this contract, throw it through the shredder, point of no return. That's kind of where I'm at. It's just from a Flames perspective, it's just once you trade a guy like that, you're immediately looking for Noah Hannafin again. Agreed. Right. And I think he's young enough where he can be here through this retool rebuild and then oh. be be a part of this team when they want to be good again. Because to me, ultimately, you want this team to be a, quote, Stanley Cup contender when the new arena is built. I think if you're the Flames, you want them all day. But this is you need two to tango. But you're also... And my point is that I don't know if Hannafin is going to want to spend the next eight years here and be part of whatever the next rebuild is before the new building opens up. I think it's a hard sell like when you, you've gone on two six-game losing streaks. You've had this dump of a homestand. It, it's easy to say they'll be contenders in three, four years. It's easy to say that. Sure but it is. You don't know. We of course don't, we know don't know a damn thing. Uh, but I'm saying that's what uh, I would assume is the plan. And then you're also like, okay, well, you, you were trying to replace a Hannafin. Well, now you're trying to replace a, you're trying to find a number one center again. Like as much as we and want to say that Lindholm like wasn't a Hannafin number one center, to potentially acquiring number one. Exactly, center. I understand yeah. that, and I think he he is your best piece. And I don't, I didn't like the whole like okay, he wasn't going to sign, then they go back to him. I never liked the wishy washy approach with it. Felt like the guy didn't want to be here in the first place, and you know the, what we we've seen the, the the tea leaves in the past week, and this road trip is a it is a tough road trip. Like they get through this with, t- with two three points, I'd be happy gets to go back home yeah right yeah this is boston's on this yeah. <laughs> tomorrow night like i don't know what like boston's probably not going to be in the market for hannafin at the deadline right but uh Devils, they also have a way of making things work uh devil, like the, the devil blockbuster also like hannafin the, and markstrom to the devils the bruins Ooh. were reportedly one of the teams that a lot of people are ex- are saying that they were go one hard, of the go. final suitors on lindholm but hard. an extension wasn't able to get done and they were going to do it without an extension now and apparently they're going to want to sign him in the summer too well, yeah, hundred percent. If he gets there, well, where I was going right to go there. with this is like, if you're Boston and you can bring in Noah Hannafin and he's going to be at a similar number to what Lindholm is at. I mean, Hampus Lindholm in Boston, or the seven and a half that Hannafin's been rumored at. Like, if you could go with McAvoy, Lindholm, and Hannafin for twenty three and a half million dollars, that's pretty. And the good. cap's going to be a hundred in three years. That's a that's an amazing decor. You got guys who are 26, 30, and 26. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. And they got, like, I don't know. It, it, you could probably look to that Hampus Lindholm deal that they made as a maybe a comparable as a trade for what Calgary could receive. I think Anaheim got a first prospect. and But, again, we'll find out just else. over a month's time. Yes, sir. You can clear a little money. Fourboard will come off the books at three mil this year. Grizzlick's at three point six eight seven. He doesn't have to make that next year, so you can make it up there. You still got Brandon Carlo at four point one. Like, yeah, it was uh, Cody Curran. Uh, no, sorry, he's a, a prospect player, a first, uh, a sec- and two second rounders. Hmm. You know, not to be wishy washy here, mm-hmm. but Matt Rose has sold me on Hannafin going. I'm now 80 20 Hannafin out the door. Okay. Yeah. I like how you flipped so quickly. Really quick. Yeah. Well, that means like I'm doing some good work. Yeah. That is the solution snake, the Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Crom, brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. 
anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call all kind door services for your door repair needs. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Yeah. Break down a game. Yeah. That's fun. I can't Kuzmenko's wait. Kuzmenko's first game. I know. The, it's going to be fun. The new look flames. Yes. Tomorrow at 5 p.m. I like your positivity. Yes. New look flames. New start. New beginnings. Push to the playoffs. <laughs> Get on board. You're either in or you're in the way. That's right. Let's go. That's right. Damn right. <laughs> you're damn right, Cron. <laughs> Charles Davis next. Big Show. Russell and Rose. 960 The Fan.